podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. Day two has done, finished and uh, we're here to talk all about it and um, give our reaction. As always, uh, I'm Max Brown. Hello, good morning to people in the UK, good evening to people in India and elsewhere. I'm joined again by Ross, as I was yesterday. How, uh, how are you Ross? How's your weekend going? Yeah, it's good. It's good. And uh, the cricket this morning was um, a delightful start to Saturday. Um, it's very rare when... Um, yeah, England seemingly know how to play boring traditional test cricket and it's all attritional and it's all very boring. <laughs> but, um, you know, there we are. And Max, you are sporting a cricket podcast merchandise there. That is I a, a rare, rare a... my name badge, but yeah, there you go. Very Been nice. Much. Very nice. So, very indeed. Well, Max, what happened in the cricket today? Well, Ross, I'm so glad you asked. Um, England started the day 302 for seven. Uh, their tar- task, obviously, get as many as they could for the last three wickets. Ollie Robinson got to his maiden test match 50. Uh, 58 from 96, he ended up with a very good effort indeed for England's number nine. Um, less good <laughs> efforts from Shah Bashir and James Anderson, <laughs> who both fell to Ravi Jadeja very shortly after, leaving Joe Root not out on 122. But 353 all out, I think, given where we were yesterday, we were saying, like, 350, that'd be great if England could get there. 300 was already good. 350, brilliant. Like, they'll be happy with that. Ahead of the game, I think, above par, based on what we saw from the pitch. But um, despite Rohit Sharma falling early, Jaiswell, again, the thorn in England's side. And things were going quite nicely for India. They were uh, 86 for one until Shubman Gill fell. And, um, you know, looking looking pretty good. But a couple of quick wickets. Um, Shah Bashir taking uh, Gil Patidar and Jadeja. And suddenly England were all over India. And it was down to Kuldeep Yadav and Dhruv Jarel to hold the fort a bit towards the end of the day to um, keep India just about, um, well, in the game. But arrest the slide somewhat. Uh, 219 for seven. They finished uh, 134 runs behind. At the end of day two, a mountain to climb, Ross. Well, what, what I liked was um, yesterday, Max. We said that at the close of play, we, we thought it was quite balanced, right? It was slightly in favour of England, and this morning was going to be absolutely essential to the rest of this Test match. And we said that if England could get another fifty runs, that they would be in a really commanding position, and that's kind of what happened. I thought Ollie Robinson batted really well. Um, obviously, the um, wasting of DRS has kind of come back to haunt India a little bit there. Mm. Um, and yeah, because you know, Bashir and Anderson, they are just yeah number 11s, right? It's just quite funny watching them bat. But Joe Root, um, again, bat well. And yeah, getting over 350 on this pitch was going to be so, so important. And winning the toss in this game, we said yesterday, was going to be absolutely yep. essential to winning. Um, and India just, I don't know, they let the game drift a little bit, was, was my view. Um, it was not the attacking stuff that we, we've seen in some of the other test matches and it was a little bit a little bit meek is how I'd uh, probably describe yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's that's a good a good word to describe, I think, how India have been in this test match. And I think it started yesterday with the way they approached things when Root and Folks were were batting. They just sort of mm. kind of bowled and let 
hoped that the pitch would would do the rest. Um, arguably, England had a little bit more help from the pitch because it started keeping lower a bit, a bit more today. Um, but I do think England did a bit more, didn't they? There was you know, Ben Stokes was moving things around. Like the, there was a the good example of the Safraz wicket where he took the uh, took the man out of short cover and moved into the boundary to encourage taking that single, and that led to the outside edge that um, went to to slip. There's just a bit more of England trying to find ways of taking wickets, putting, mm. bringing catchers in, whereas it was all a bit sedate from India yesterday. And I think the same could be said from the batting point of view. I think they they, they didn't really do enough to try and put England's bowlers off. But um, Ashab Bashir, 31 overs on the trot. We thought he'd got a break at the end of the day, and then it just turned out that Anderson came on so he could have a bowl from the other end. <laughs> so um, he bowled 32 overs today, which is... Um, an incredible amount of work, and it's going to be a good a good massage at the end of the day. That's what he's going to get. <laughs> I, I mean, his fingers are just going to fall off, aren't they, overnight? Like oh, terrible, he's going to get some. He's going to get some of that um, local honey that um, Moe and oh, Ali got yes. sent. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's 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 probably you know like um, in was it of mice and men where Curly is it Curly that sleeps in the glove of Vaseline? Actually, it's going to be um, Bashir in a, in the gloves of the Moe and Ali finger ointment and he'll just protect him at kind of all costs because he was brilliant today like you saw in some in the first test match where he played, it was a little bit of well got nerves obviously um mm. he's kind of playing what his eighth first class game or something something ridiculous um and today he bowled with control he bowled with kind of accuracy and his length i thought was in particular really really good and that was what the order of the day was and I thought that England did really well on that front I think Hartley took a little bit of time to get into that rhythm but there was a period where it was very very difficult to score runs um you mentioned the pitch and we'll come on to that in a, in a bit but there is a thing here around being really disciplined and that's what Bashir offered today which the likes of kind of Rian Ahmed didn't quite offer in the uh, brief because bowling leg spin is a far different piece than to bowling off spin. Mm. Um, and this today was a win for high release point picks. <laughs> yeah, but Bashir was was brilliant. I I don't actually remember him bowling a, a bad ball really or all all day. I thought he was he was excellent and yeah, the control exactly um, as you said the order of the day because if you can bowl it on a length and attack the stumps on a pitch like this that's basically the job isn't it because i i i've i've seen worse i've I've seen worse pitches right that you can Mm -hmm. you can bat on it and score right we've seen like jerry's got 100 jaiswell scored 70 odd when the ball doesn't hit the cracks it behaves quite nicely it's quite a normal pitch but um when it does when it hits the cracks it's an absolute joke like it's embarrassing. <laughs> like the ball that got Ashwin um, to an extent, Jaiswal Stokes yesterday. I mean, that just it basically. Like, there's a guy called Cricketing View, as you know, Ross, on Twitter, who has some interesting theories. One of which is that in Test cricket, batting is basically irrelevant, and this pitch sort of pushes it towards both batting and bowling being irrelevant because basically <laughs> it's random. If a ball hits a crack and goes along the floor at one centimeter off the ground, you can't do anything about it. You're stuffed. And that's stupid. That's crap. I don't want to see that from cricket. I, there's bad pitches where the ball explodes and stuff. The game ends in two and a half days. And you're like, well, that wasn't a good pitch. But it's kind of fun, at least, right? Mm. This is this is crap. It's just like normal cricket. And then suddenly, oh, he's out. Well, that was fun. What could he do about that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I hate it. I, it's, it's made me angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you said you were texting me earlier, and you said uh, it takes away all agency from the bowler oh. and the batsman, right? Yeah, 
and then you're just reducing it to a to a yeah a, a game of chance by that point and, and i that i don't that's not what the pitch is supposed to be is it but um well, well you, you know, know max and you said that you can only play what's on what's in front of you right yep. both from a pitch perspective and an opponent perspective and a couple of people in the live chat who thank you for joining us kind of james scott tim paul pierce etc um highlighting that umpire's call was on england's side today um but you you're the bit for me is that England gave themselves as much opportunity as possible to get those decisions. I know that sounds a little bit silly, but they were attacking the stumps. If you look at the pitch maps in terms of the bowling maps um, of Hartley, of Bashir, etc., they are always attacking the stumps. And there was a clear plan um, on this that the, the umpires can't almost not give some of these things out. Uh, they are, everyone's because everyone's not, rattled now about this umpires call thing. It's it's, <laughs> it's silly. Like the it's cry more, balls, cry more. <laughs> <laughs> these weren't like balls flicking the stumps, were they? It was just like the umpire gave it out and no, no one's complaining about these umpire's calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it's that bit, of, because the ball is not bouncing when it hits those cracks, it's so difficult. It's like, well, the ball's the ball's not going under the stumps, is it? <laughs> like, it's it's going to hit them. To be honest, there was one where it looked like it might, genuinely. Yeah, like, yeah. They were, some of those Hawkeyes were absolutely brilliant where they just literally the ball is like maybe two inches off the ground. Um, but there is that part in... Of, of having a game plan going to it and i think yeah or we england certainly had the rub of the green today um with, with the decisions etc but that literally is cricket it, it kind of especially across a five um five test match series um they're going to kind of balance themselves outright in terms of that luck because you're playing obviously so much cricket um, well you, but I you thought say was good. you say they had the rub of the greens of rub of the green of decisions ross but um there was one quite big moment of controversy wasn't there um yeah, but, but earlier that's, on in that's, the day. that's joe wilson isn't it that's that's just you, you've got to have one like unfortunately where do you stand on this? So yeah, obviously Jaiswell uh, nicked off to Robinson. Folks thought he'd taken the catch. Stokes was convinced after seeing the replay that it was a fair catch and it carried Joel Wilson um, decided otherwise. I think there's two pretty polar opposite views on the internet and they are largely down the dividing line of England fans and India fans. So I don't think that helps very much. What, are, uh, what do you think, Ross? Was mm. it out... Was it not out? Did they make the right call? Talk, talk to me. So my view on all of this. Um, do you remember when England last played in India, where there was yeah. the where was, there was the review and the, the the umpire didn't even check for court. They just they, after, they just after they, it yeah, hit they, the pad on the follow through. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you remember that? So and yeah. we talked on the podcast then around the importance of due process. Mm-hmm. And on this occasion, whether it's out, not out, like at the end of the day, it was given not out. Um, but the thing that frustrates me the most around that is not following a consistent process. Like you kind of look at it, and you're 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 seeing what we're seeing. Like everyone's seeing the same thing, and it's just like maybe try a different angle. <laughs> maybe out of the hundred different um, cameras that are in the stadium, you might get a little bit more evidence. And it felt to me today that as if Joel Wilson just couldn't really be asked, and he was just like, <laughs> I'll, 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 look, "I'll look, I'll look, at, I'll look, at, I'll look at one thing," um, or he'd like really needed to go to the toilet or something along those lines. Yeah, um, I mean, I I I would agree with that on the process point. It, it definitely felt rushed right i think he said is there another angle and then didn't didn't really follow up on that at all it's sort of there was a similar thing happened with the there was a, a run out um uh referral for safras and he was diving back in and he dived back in with the back of his bat so mm. like from one angle you could see his bat was 
clearly over the line, but you couldn't see whether actually his bat was touching the floor or not, or whether it was like, you know, it, it was up in the air because of the, you know, the, the leverage of the bat behind the line. And he was like, yeah, that looks grounded, blah, blah, blah. And he was about to like say, yeah, fine. Until they finally were like, oh, there's another angle. He was like, oh, that's much better. Yeah, now I can see it. It was like, Joel, what are you doing? <laughs> what's what's going on in your head? It's quite an important role, isn't it, being the third umpire? Yeah. And you kind of, you kind of thought that, do you know what? Cricket takes bloody ages anyway. Why don't you just spend a little bit of time just trying to get that decision right? Yeah. I mean, um, obviously... the fact that when we watch like kind of the IPL and they take nearly 25 minutes to review whether it's a four or not, or a six, you know, whether they're right on the boundary of where the ball's landed. Like, generally, who gives a shit? Like, just get on with the game. Um, in, in this regard, it's, it's test cricket. There's five days. Like when people literally, when the fielder is literally like, yeah, that's four, or like, yeah, that's six, I overstepped. I'm like, well, we'd better check. It's like, what? Yeah, just Why get on with checking? it. What's the point? But on this, on this, on, but on this occasion, you're playing test match cricket, and you want to have kind of that consistency. You want to have the kind of process followed because mm. if you don't, it kind of yeah, it, it, it undermines some of the authority that the umpires have in 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 that game, and that is just yeah. that's disappointing for neutrals and for fans of both sides. And if that would have happened to India to today, then they would have been right right in there being kind of aggrieved by kind of what they were seeing in front of them. But it didn't transpire that way. Joel Wilson, as we know, is a bit of a joke sometimes. And yeah. um, you just have to factor that in. And both teams got to go in with it being like, probably going to get a bad decision here. But um, yeah, let's crack on. <laughs> yeah. You very expertly managed not to give an answer about whether you thought it was out or not, which is... Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a training politician. That's real what politician. I really am. Yeah, that's what I really yeah. am. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can. I uh, given the given what Joel Wilson saw, I can see why he didn't give it because it did look like it it bounced. Um, I think the what the real take home from this is, apart from looking at replays properly, is Ben Folks needs to not get green gloves because that didn't help either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, we, we we'll move on. It, it may or may not have been out. It didn't really matter in the end. The thing with with um with Ben Folks is that he could actually wear any gloves by the looks of things. Like he could wear the novelty he Mickey Mouse gloves. gloves. You could literally wear the, the, the Mickey Mouse gloves you get at Disney World. He literally could do that, and he'd make it look just completely normal. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just wear these all the time. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's absolutely liquid with those. Um, and I must admit, Jarrell has actually looked pretty good with the gloves as well. Yeah, I thought I'd been really impressed. I thought he batted really well today um, to not get in, uh, not get India out of a. Um, they're not out of the difficult situation yet, right? They're still 140 yeah. runs behind or whatever it is. But Stop I thought him. Yeah, him and him and Cool Deep actually batted really quite well together, um, especially against kind of what was a was a testing time, but you mm. you could see kind of the the um, the England bowling lineup a little bit tired, and Stokes didn't really shuffle the pack kind of too much on that front, purely kind of what you were saying. Right? I think there was there was light because England they went off for light yeah. a ball early um, before tea, which was hilarious. Um, they had floodlights on, but I think to your point, because of the spin. He was just like, nope, it's working so far. I thought they could have gone to Joe Root maybe a one or two overs earlier on that just to kind of see it. But, you know, I'm not Ben Stokes and um, he's pretty I good. Mean, most of what Ben Stokes has done has worked quite well so far. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm almost getting to a point where like whatever Ben Stokes does, I'm just not going to question it anymore because it just seems to work. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, a bit, a bit, a bit, getting rid of, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was funny. Uh, but Max, in terms of yeah, India's batting, uh, mm. We haven't really covered, covered that in particular. Jaiswal no. again, who has gone over 600 runs for the series so far. Incredible. Um, which, yeah, is pretty unbelievable. Um, he's chasing Sunil Gavaskar's kind of 740-odd, who 
which he hit against the West Indies in the four-match series. Um, and then he's got Don Bradman in his sights with the kind of 940 hit in an Ashes series way back when. Um, I don't mean, think he's quite going to get might, there. That might take some getting. But, you know, he's so. already hit two double tons, hasn't he, in this uh, in this series. So um, mm. who's who's to write... Who's to write him off? I think the the most impressive thing for me, like with Jaiswell in you know today in particular, is that it's a completely different innings, isn't it? To the first, the first two or three big ones he hit. You know, the first one, uh, he, when he took on Tom Hartley on that pitch that was, you know, looked pretty good on the first day, and he was put him to the sword. Um, there was, I mean, that the display in uh, in the last test was phenomenal. Like it was a good back deck, and he absolutely put England to the sword. And this was completely different, you know, a, a pitch where we'd seen England's openers struggle, where the spin was causing problems and the bounce was causing problems. And you know, again, he still scored at a pretty decent rate. Like I think India got off to a pretty fast start, and he just didn't look particularly troubled. And he got mm. one that scuttled through a little bit low, caught to the bottom edge of his bat, and ended up sneaking through. A good bit of bowling, but again, you know partly down to the pitch and um it's, that's the kind of form he's in at the moment isn't it you're gonna you need that bit of luck to, to, to remove him because uh he looks like he's got absolutely everything um from what we've seen so far uh, absolutely incredible performance just throughout the series super impressed gonna be interesting to see whether it's you know how it translates to the future right i mean think thinking of like aiden markram and when he burst onto the scene in test cricket and you know, he scored yeah, hundreds for fun and, and looked incredible, and then just fell off a cliff. Where the people like worked something out, and he, you know there was there was something that he had to work on. Be interesting to see if you know. I mean, now Jai Swall has made such a good start to his career. Whether he gets a bit of a you know intense analysis done on on his technique, whether people start trying different things against him, and whether there's a an extra challenge it'll have to rise to because that is that sort of part and parcel of that step up to Test cricket. But so far, he looks looks like a world beater. Well, it's kind of um, a bit of a. He's kind of like a few months behind kind of Shubman Gill's journey. Is kind of how I'm mm. seeing Jaiswal. Like, and Shubman Gill, I think, has got quite a lot right. But it's again, how good are you overseas, right? And I think yeah. that's always the that's, they're always the challenges, right? I think people, you can be good in your home country. Uh, because you know the conditions, but actually, can you travel well? Can he do it on a cold, wet, windy night in Stoke, um, as they used to say? <laughs> um, and I think that. In, in this regard, you talk. It is a different innings. He's, he's he can construct different type of innings, and that is such a such a rare kind of feat to do. I think. Um, and you look at um, him playing across different formats as well, and I think that's the bit that kind of keeps it interesting for me. Because actually, if 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 he's going to be a multi-format and multi-dimensional player, that's going to be a really really exciting prospect for kind of India and my boys in pink, the Rajasthan Royals, who he uh, <laughs> who opens the batting for. Um, and obviously, Jarrell is there as well. So I think um, the future is pink. Max is what I'm what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, and well, it's looking it's looking bright. That's for sure. Uh, really, mm. I mean, it's, you know, we were looking at this India middle order, being like, well, is it a bit weak? You know, a lot of debutants, no. Coley, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, Safraz looked great in the last test. He's a bit more of a struggle today, but I think you know we can probably allow him that given conditions. Drew Durrell's looked good in both, like you say. Um, and yes, yeah, Shubman Gill is still the prodigy. So yeah. India yeah. could could continue to be a force, couldn't they? And that's, I've seen some chatter on online. One from um, Stuart Broad saying mm. where the hell is pajara 
<laughs> and there, there is a question mark here of going, you look at um, some of the, um, let's say Patadar, for example, there's, there's a question there if India really, really wanted to win this test match or just draw it right in, the, in, in that space or, or try and limit the opportunity for England to win. Um, there is a question mark around, well, why keep the series alive? Um, Bumrah d- didn't play. He's, he's been rested because of his workload. And you've, they've picked kind of Patadar, who doesn't have loads of experience kind of at this level. Um, and there, I think there is a reasonable argument for that piece, right, of why didn't they go for the kill? On, on that front, and they've left the door open slightly for England, and England yeah. might England might well win this now because of the position that they are now in. I mean, I'm not sure throwing Pajar in at, at random would be going in for the kill, but the Boomerah question is is worth asking. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's more the, the point around. There's a lot of people who go, oh, you could have picked Rahana, you could have picked this, you could have picked that. But then on the flip side of the argument is when do these people actually get an opportunity to show what they can do? And I think that's the that's the pit. So Safran's playing in in, in this test match, kind of Patadar playing, etc. I think that's a really exciting thing. I think actually, India fans should be sitting there going, do you know what? Yeah, we've got loads of bloody injuries, and actually we've still got so much talent kind of coming through. Yes, we could have gone for the jugular here, but actually it makes for more entertaining cricket. And if you set mm-hmm. up a kind of a fifth um, fifth test match decider, like that's going to be even more exciting. But I think England have such an opportunity in this test match in particular to win because of the injuries that India do have. And I think that is, yeah. it's not to say that this is a kind of an India C team and all this kind of stuff, but let's be fair, when you're missing the likes of Virat Kohli, it makes a massive, massive influence on the game. Um, and yeah, I, I think England don't have a, not going to have a better chance to win a test match than this one right now. So it'll be, um, a real opportunity missed if mm. they don't capitalise on the position they are now in. Well, that's, that's yeah, uh, a very good point and leads nicely on to my, my, well, probably my last question for you, Ross, which would be, um, what, how do you see the rest of this test playing out? Because cause I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm quite interested in sort of um, how England have approached these sorts of third innings, right, under, under basketball. And they've, Rarely found themselves in a position where they're like they've got a lead. Well, I mean, we're going to assume they're going to have a lead, right? Whatever it ends up being, about a hundred, probably. Yeah, let's let's say for for argument's sake, they end up with a lead of um a hundred seventy to a hundred. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't re- recall many situations since Stokes uh, McCullum took over where England have been in that kind of position. They've often been like trying to trying to chase the game and catch up and turn things around or fourth innings chases or or what have you or that you know um, or that it's been a kind of game where the pitch is so flat that they've had to accelerate. But here we're at a game like it's the end of day two. The game's moved on quite a lot. England will probably have quite a good lead. It feels like the classic football commentators saying of you know. It's it's half time. It's two nil. Two nil is a dangerous lead. Mm. Do you stick or twist? That's what it <laughs> seems to me. Like where what 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 do you see England doing in the third innings? I so I, I think that England will have to kind of go for it. There's I think I know that sounds, but I think there is a little bit here around trying to get as quickly as possible to a lead of over two 
200, 250. I think that, that, that has to be the game plan, right? I don't think they're going to be out circumspect. You're going to look at kind of Ben Duckett and Crawley every single time they've come out to bat for England uh, since the basketball kind of era started is always been aggressive kind of front foot. Let's go after it. And it has to be exactly the same here. They have to take advantage. But we've seen that it is really difficult with the new ball on this pitch. Like there is a real opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that the game isn't quite over in that space. I think a lot of people kind of go, well, you know, look at the pitch. There's a hundred run difference at the moment. I'm not sure it's quite over just yet. I still think India have a chance purely on the fact that if they can eke themselves up to just maybe a, a 40 run deficit. And you look today, I think Jarrell showed that he had a bit about him. Cool deep kind of looked like he could actually hold a bat, which was quite interesting. Yeah. Turns um, out he's got a first last average of 22. Yeah. And a yeah, so there we go. But I think um, on this occasion, it's probably now into 80% England on my Ross Viz. Ross Viz, yep. 80% of the time, we win from this position purely on the fact that we just know what can happen. And when you've got someone like Ravi Ashwin in the team, you've got Jadeja in the team, you've seen England fall like a pack of cards. And regardless of what era you're playing in or under which philosophy or whatever, there's always that option in India for things to go awry quite quickly. And there are some really, really talented players in this India side. So you can't, you can never truly write them off. Um, That being said, all of the history of evidence, if you, (laughs) if you, if you are playing on this kind of pitch where the ball is kind of doing all kinds of different things, um, randomly, you've it's only going to deteriorate from now. And I, I would assume that England takes some quick wickets in the morning and they probably end up with a lead of about 100. That puts it way into the favour of, of the England yeah. camp. So what, what would you, like, just Tim asked in, in the chat, and I think it's a good mm. question to end on, what what do you think England will feel safe with, uh, with India chasing four things? What, what should they be targeting? Um, so... There's a lot of cricket left, right? It's, only, it's the end of day two yeah. we're in, the, in this space. Um, and is there the ability on this pitch to kind of sit and ride things out? I, I just don't know. Like you've, you've seen some of the things that actually, if you do bat sensibly and you bat time, actually mm. this pitch is kind if you of... you don't try and score any runs, you can stay in. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's the bit. And you, you, you can kind of get there, but... It is going to be very, very challenging, I think. I think, again, it depends what Bashir's like as well. Bashir's just bowled 32 overs in a day. Like, he's going to want to put his feet up tomorrow, right? He's going to have to be one of those things of get in and do what they can. So, but at the same time, England likes to score quickly and scoring quickly on this pitch is going to be difficult. It's going to have risks. So I, I think they're going to want to have kind of a, a 2-7-5 is probably mm. the bit where I think it kind of puts it, maybe not completely out of the question, but it would be there. And I think that England would do well to get a score of 175, assuming a kind of a 100 lead on this pitch. Yeah. I think I think 250 would probably be a winning score. I think 300, mm. you'd feel very safe. Um, very safe. I wouldn't yeah. want to be chasing anything above 200 on this. But maybe, maybe the cracks will... Maybe someone will come overnight with a box of polyfiller and just squeeze it into all the cracks sand it down and it'll be lovely for day five who knows um but uh we will we will be back to find out we should be back tomorrow i believe for uh to cover what happens day three a big day moving day day three as they always say and i think it will be a a big day for for this test match so look forward to um covering that uh again and thanks everyone as well for coming and joining us on the live stream or listening along on spotify whatever 
the usual reminders do like subscribe do actually do us a favor now if you're in the chat and you haven't subscribed please do subscribe i think we're on we're about 200 uh youtube subscribers or 15k which is that's a nice that's round name for isn't it so yeah and patreon max and remind we go to patreon.com forward slash cricket pod and sign up um we've had a couple of yeah. signups recently which has been fantastic and um what i liked this morning was waking up with a, an alert that was pretty much everybody wake up Raheem Cornwall was taking a diving catch. <laughs> so uh, yeah. if you want to go, if you want to go look at that video of him taking Discord a quarter uh, mold, so uh, very good. Um, have a nice weekend, everybody. Great, yeah. Thanks for coming, and speak to you all tomorrow. Bye bye. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Sports Social Podcast Network.